Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And this is Brian Belter. Today we have a very special guest on the program. Welcome to the podcast, Isaac. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, today we're going to treat your ears to a little something different and have Isaac do our scripture reading. Um, We're going to be reading from uh, Exodus chapter 18. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for his people, Israel, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her home, along with her two sons. The name of one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land, and the name of the other, Eliezer, for he said, The God of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And when he sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife, and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare, and went into the tent. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that Israel had done to Pharaoh, and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the hardships that had come upon them in the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel, in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, because in this affair they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. The next day Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone, and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God when they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another, and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out, for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice, and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God, and bring their cases to God, and you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws, and make them know the way in which they must walk, and what they must do. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide themselves. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, God will direct you. You will be able to endure, and all this people also will go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law, and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men out of all Israel, 
and made them heads over the people, chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And they judged the people at all times. Any hard case they brought to Moses, but any small matter they decided themselves. Then Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went away to his own country. Thank you for that reading, Isaac. Yeah, that was definitely nice to take a break and have somebody else do it for a Oh, change. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was an honor to you to be able to read. <laughs> That's what we meant, <laughs> honor and honor, yes. So um, what do we take from the scripture today? It's uh, Jethro, who is uh, Moses' father-in-law, is visiting. Yeah, we were introduced to Jethro back, you know, remember way back when Moses drew that water from the well for the, the ladies and their flocks, and uh, then he got called to the house of Jethro. We met him way back then when Moses met his wife for the first time. And here he comes back again, and this time he's got some uh, sage father-in-law advice for Moses to take. So Jethro's advice really is that Moses is doing all of this work for the Israelites, and Jethro says that Moses can't do all that work himself, so he needs to set up basically the government around him to help him make those judgments. Yeah, I mean, how many Israelites are we talking about here? Isn't it like 700,000? Or the, more. Or more. I thought it was like 2 million. That's what I thought. It's a lot. I'm pretty sure they number them in one of these books called something, Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Have we gotten to Numbers yet, though? No, we haven't. Yeah, see, we're not even there. No, um... So, I mean, there's a lot of people, and even if, let's say it is 700,000, and a tenth of those individuals want to talk to Moses in one day, I mean, that's 7,000 people scrambling to talk to Moses. So, did I get my math right? That's 70,000. 70,000. Okay. Math was wrong. That's never been my strong suit. (laughs) Oh, well. Are we cutting that? Me getting the math wrong? (laughs) In any event, that's a large number of individuals talking to Moses in one day and Jethro definitely sees this and you know there might be even some of that feeling he's like hey I came to visit you and see what you're doing and you're spending all day catering to the needs of your people Uh, don't you have anyone else you can you know kick this to? Yeah it doesn't seem like Jethro just came right in and was like whoa 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 things are not right here it seems like he was around for a little while Um, I mean at least enough time for Moses to tell everything that uh, the Lord had already done for the Israelites. And I mean, how long have we been doing this? And we're just reading about it, not actually going through it. So you can imagine, he's, he's already been there for a good good little bit of time. So he's kind of seeing the daily workings, the ins and outs of how this whole uh, Israelite camp is functioning. And being the, uh, the older man, a little more experienced man, I mean, after all, he had all those, all those daughters. He kind of knows how to, to maybe manage things a bit better and uh, has some advice for Moses saying... Uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, why don't we break these groups down, to smaller groups? And why don't you uh, get yourself some elders, head over these groups of people, you know, so you don't have to carry that whole burden yourself. And this can apply to our own church today with us calling an associate pastor. Oh, you mean Holy Cross specifically? Yes. Yes, definitely. Specifically Holy Cross. This can apply to Holy Cross today with us calling an associate pastor. Pastor Gimbel has a lot on his plate taking care of all of our congregation. And so I know he's relying on the elders more. He could probably rely on us a little bit more. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> no, he's he's doing a great job uh, taking care of the church as a sole pastor at the moment while waiting for an associate. But it's a good lesson for anyone within the church to understand that 
You can't take the burden completely on your own shoulders. Our Lord never intended us to spread his word alone. Yeah, I'd say our, uh, our pastor knows maybe a little bit how Moses is feeling here, you know, striking rocks and making water come out while at the same time preparing sermons and having to feed people manna. You know, it's basically the same kind of things that Pastor Gimbal does on a daily basis. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we are pretty fortunate here at Holy Cross, though, that we do have a vibrant congregation as far as volunteering their time and energies. I know that we see that every time we have uh, one of these meals before a Lenten service uh, or whenever we have our various groups getting together to make sure that the, you know, the politics of the church are moving along. It's definitely a blessing to have so many, you know, volunteers and people and stuff forward to to help carry the burden, to uh, help administer this whole church body here. Um, And we do have wonderful example. Um, of this being done in our uh, New Testament as well. You know, I think we really do owe it to bring front and center our Lord. Uh, He called himself 12 men to be beside him uh, as he ministered here on earth and support the the gathering masses that were were following him pretty much everywhere he went throughout all of uh, Galilee. And it's also pretty cool to note that even when he did send the disciples out, he sent them out not alone, but in pairs to have each other to help each other out. Yeah, not long after the ascension, actually, there's this moment in Acts where they specifically mention that they need to reinvigorate their numbers uh, with the loss of Judas, and they cast lots and bring someone else in by the name of Matthias. It just goes to show that uh, even in the early church, they were following the examples set forth by Moses and Jesus to have helping hands and more individuals uh, to help spread the word. And kind of concluding, the people who are helping Moses, they aren't in charge of everything. Moses doesn't just give them all of his work. They do the cases that are easy to judge in the more difficult cases they still bring to Moses. Yeah, that does, you know, ring true in both the examples that we spoke of, you know, with a, a pastor and his congregation and his his other uh, leaders in that congregation, as well as with Christ and the disciples. Ultimately, pastor's got the ultimate doctrinal authority here in, in the church, and Christ has the ultimate authority among, you know, that group of disciples at that time. That's very obvious. So, yeah, it kind of brings it all together. We know that you can't do it alone, but you do have to have a, a, a clear leader in those situations. That's true. As we wrap up today's podcast, we do want to remind you that during this Lenten season, uh, we are holding services not only on the weekends, but also on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. for our first Lenten service, and then there's one at 7 o'clock. And before that 7 o'clock midweek service, there is a dinner starting at 5.45. Can't forget that dinner. Absolutely not. I know uh, this week we had uh, chicken nuggets and baked potato bar, which I'm a big baked potato bar guy myself, so I was pretty happy with that. I do love some great potatoes. (laughs) And don't forget, during this Lenten season, we do still continue our weekend services every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. And Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. with an instructional hour in between for Sunday school and Bible study. And as we close today's podcast out, we would ask that you please bow your heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we do thank you for bringing us together 
to present your word, and thank you so much for bringing Isaac uh, today so that he could share some of his unique perspectives with us as well. Lord, as we read through this passage today, we are reminded that we can do it on our own, whether it's in our lively, worldly endeavors, or whether it's spiritual. We need some assistance. Uh, We need to lean on others, and most importantly, we need to lean on your Son, Jesus Christ, because without him, nothing is possible, especially our salvation. Please teach us to remember these things as we pray in your name. Amen. 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 And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.